have a little emotion. I hate that. Gotta, gotta hate that. You have more emotion when you're speaking to these mics than when we are off mic, so it's fine. You hate to see that. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in your day. I want to thank you for making me a part of it, and welcome to Rob Takes On, where the hashtag is silent. I'm your host, hey, it's me, Rob, on Twitter, and it's a great day for a great day. It's also a great day to record a podcast the day it was supposed to come out. Here I am in my living room on September 20th trying to record a podcast that was supposed to come out, what time is it? 12 hours ago. And here's why episode 7 is a little bit behind. First and foremost, Hurricane Florence rocked the East Coast last weekend. And while Norfolk and Virginia didn't get hit very hard, I was still preparing and planning for the worst. Now, because of this, I was anticipating needing to evacuate Norfolk. Never had to, but because of that, I never actually got around to planning a guest or getting my episodes set because I was so worried about having to work all weekend. Now, with that, thankfully, I didn't have to work all weekend. Thankfully, everything in my apartment is okay. But Prayers go out to those of you who are listening or those of you who know anyone who have been greatly impacted here by Hurricane Florence, but that was the reason why, well, reason one why I didn't post an episode earlier today or yesterday, I guess, depending on when I, one, get this posted, or two, when you finally decide to listen. Two, going to be very little editing this week. I'm going to try to keep it short, try to give my thoughts and get it posted, and we'll just call it a day. The second reason I didn't post an episode this morning and why I'm behind is that my roommate was back in town this week, and because of Hurricane Florence, our time together was kind of shortened a little bit. The Navy took all of its fleets out to sea, and he came back on Sunday, and so I wanted to kind of enjoy the time I had here with my roommate. Is he just deployed this morning, going to be gone until Easter, and that's where this week's Rob takes on of the week kind of hits. So this week's Rob Takes On of the Week is Rob Takes On Empty Nesting. I've been kind of getting ready for it all summer long. I knew Aaron was going to be deploying here at the end of the summer. I knew he was going to be gone for a good two-month period over the summer, and I was going to have him for a total of maybe three weeks from when he moved in to when he left. And so I've kind of been preparing for this moment, and it's finally hit me. With that in mind, I'm really upset about it. I'm really sad. I like having a roommate. Not only like having a roommate, I like having a roommate like Aaron. Uh, he's a wonderful guy, and I enjoy having somebody around, being the extrovert that I am. So I'm kind of upset about him not being here. I'll just keep it to that. Definitely going to be planning on sending him care packages and things like that. But uh, now I have this two-bedroom apartment to myself, and I'm back to talking to you, the air in my apartment and whoever happens to let this hit their ears. And I thank you for listening. We're seven, now eight-ish, depending if you want to count episode zero or not. We're eight episodes in and you're still listening and that means the world to me. I greatly appreciate it. Um, And if you've been listening, you know that I just, or I guess I have been participating in Rob Takes On Going Vegan. Now that vegan adventure also ended because of Hurricane Florence. Now I went into what's called storm mode at work and we went into storm mode. The office fed us breakfast, lunch, and dinner 
three days last week and I wasn't going to be picky and I wasn't going to say no to free food. And ultimately when you eat nine meals in a row that aren't vegan after eating almost 30 consecutive meals that are, it throws you off. And at this point I've decided it's not worth going back. Now I will have chowder on sometime in the coming weeks to let you know how he ended up doing. Cause I know he's staying pretty strong with it. Incredibly proud of him because I have struggled here near the end and ultimately decided to give up. But here are some outcomes of the Rob takes on vegan experience. Uh, ultimately I survived 15 days without meat, cheese, milk, dairy, eggs, I went 15 days without it, and I did miss it greatly just as much as I thought I would, but here are my um, takeaways from the two weeks that I experienced going vegan. First and foremost, there are a lot of healthy options out there that still taste pretty good. Uh, most of the time, I knew I wasn't going to end up hungry, and I rarely did go to bed hungry. hungry. Now, there were times that I definitely didn't eat things that I totally enjoyed, but had the opportunity to try new things and definitely found a lot of things that I did like. So there are a lot of healthy and vegan options that taste good and are good for you, which is the added bonus. Meat and cheese are too good to live without though. It's not worth being vegan and I don't have to be vegan because I can process meat and cheese. So I'm going to keep doing it. That was takeaway number two. <laughs> takeaway number three is I did try a lot of new things and expanded my horizon here. And that, I think, was the biggest takeaway for me. And the most important thing was that coming out of college, I really had a pretty minimalistic diet, a pretty center-focused diet. And having the chance to force myself to eat things that I wouldn't otherwise eat, I was able to find foods that I enjoyed eating and I think that I'm going to add to my regular diet. So the vegan experience wasn't all for naught. And if you have any other vegan dishes or vegan foods you think I should try, by all means, send them my way. I'd be more than happy to try them out um, and then go ahead and wash down a glass of milk and some cookies when I'm done because I have a sweet tooth and the sweet tooth is a killer. The next part of Rob takes on empty nesting are some just five things that I learned this fall. So today or yesterday, you're in this past week, again, all depending on when you're listening, was the first day of fall. So fall just started and I've spent this entire summer on my own here just trying to figure things out as a young adult and here are my five takeaways from the summer. The five biggest things, at least, that I learned this summer. Number, oh, we'll start five to, to one. Number five, take nothing for granted. I realized this when school got started up. I really started to miss school and miss being in college. If you're still in college, do not take those moments for granted because you will miss them. You will miss those late nights in the library. You will miss those opportunities to sleep until the middle of the day. You will, you will miss those chances to skip class just because you weren't feeling it that day. Now, I'm not saying skip every class, but enjoy having as much freedom as you do until you have to get a job. Now, there are some people and some of my friends who still have that freedom, but I've definitely lost a lot of that because I have an eight to five job and just don't take those things for granted. Enjoy 
the moment while you have it. Don't wish it away because as soon as you wish it away, you'll wish that you had it back. Number four, and this kind of ties into number five, value the people who value you. I found out very quickly after I graduated who my real friends are as I've started to explore the real world and I feel more confident in that now that I don't see them every day. Now that I'm not seeing the people I went to school with every single day, I'm kind of realizing who my real friends are. And while I'm not still talking to them every day, I'm picking up where I left off every time I have a conversation with them. It's like, I know who I can go to when I need to complain. I know who I can go to when I need someone to talk to. And I know who I can go to if I want to send a meme on Twitter. Thanks, Patrick. Don't take those people for granted either and value those people because there are going to be people who value you incredibly. Give that value back to them. Give that relationship, that love, that energy back to them because if we continue to give energy to people who aren't giving energy back to us, then what's the point? It's this never-ending cycle and it's just kind of toxic and vicious and it never ends well. Now that leads me to number three. You can't force people to be a part of your life. At the end of the day, things are probably better that way. Even if it's not what you hoped the way things would work out, even if it's not what you wanted to happen, some people just aren't meant to be in your life after a certain point. And it's been kind of a hard thing for me to grasp and for me to realize that things are better this way. This is how things should be and kind of moving on from that past. And that's both relationally, that's both with friendships, that's kind of with everything. If someone doesn't want to be a part of your life, then let them go. At the end of the day, you can't force people to be a part of your life if they don't want to be a part of your life. As sad as that truth is, it's probably for the better. Number two, try new things. It won't kill you. Even if you think it will, I've learned to test the limits of my comfort zone this summer, especially now that I'm living by myself. I've kind of, you know, been eating alone a lot. I've been going out alone, um, just doing things on my own, trying to meet people, make friends, going to different things to do those things, make friends that is incredibly hard to do by yourself, incredibly uncomfortable to do, and those are just my experiences, but there are definitely plenty of things that you can take and think, is this going to push me out of my comfort zone? And if it is, it might be a good thing for you. Why not? Go, go ahead and try it. Try it twice just in case you don't like it the first time. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Pushing yourself beyond your comfort zone can be a very good thing, and I learned that this summer as well. And then the last thing, number one, forgive and forget. I thought that would be a lesson I'd learn earlier in life, and it was, and it was, but there were some real practical examples over the summer that hit me hard in the face that I was just kind of holding on to things that I shouldn't have been holding on to that just didn't make any sense for me to hold on to um, with just a variety of things from family to school to um, just other things going on in my life. And it hit me near the end of the summer, actually about a week or so ago, and I got a text from um, a friend who I felt hurt me greatly. And without digging into the details and kind of rehashing it all, 
I kind of realized it doesn't matter that rehashing those bad memories and rehashing those things that ultimately hurt me wasn't going to do me any good. So at the end of the day, it's just kind of a forgive and forget thing. And who knows, maybe I'll continue being friends with this person. Maybe I won't, but their apology was greatly appreciated. And for some reason, I don't know why it took me this long, but I finally feel like there's some closure there. It's forgiven and it's forgotten. So those are the five big things I've picked up over the summer from not taking things to granted to trying new things to forgiveness. Definitely going to be taking those things into the fall as I continue into the Rob Takes On movement. And here's what's to come here in the Rob Takes On movement. If you tune in every week just to see what I'm doing with my life, here's a life update because I haven't given one in a while. I have gotten a part-time job back at my alma mater, Go Captains, as the public address announcer for their volleyball program. And they've also asked me to potentially fill in in some of the sports broadcast play-by-play roles that I once had when I was in college. So I'm looking forward to continuing doing that. I've also gotten a couple of other broadcasting gigs outside of Christopher Newport that I look forward to exploring and looking forward to trying out this fall. Um, I'm also looking for topics and guests, and I do plan on doing sports a little bit more frequently than I have been looking to do sports at least once a month because there's always something happening in the sports world, and I more than anything love talking sports, and I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with my man Andrew Gillis because that was a lot of fun for me to both tape, edit, and produce, so That's what's to come. If you'd like to be a guest, please, please, please reach out. I know things have slowed down a little bit as the semester has picked up, as the fall has picked up, and people have really gotten into the grind of their real adult world. So I'm always looking for topics. I'm always looking for guests. As for that whole one episode a month of Sports Talk, next month's episode in October will be with Corbin Conover, uh, one of my fraternity brothers back at Christopher Newport. Had him on for episode zero, and we experienced some technical difficulties. So I'm going to bring Corbin back on in October, and we're going to talk sports. Maybe the Redskins are good by then. Maybe we'll talk Capitals. Who knows? By then, it'll be baseball playoffs, and we'll be able to talk about the uh, beautiful game here, the fall classic coming up here in October. We'll be able to talk about that as it gets squared away. But I'm going to wrap it up there. Pretty short episode, not a whole lot to talk about. Been a short week, been a quick week, and we'll bring you another episode again next week. And until next time, I'm Hey, It's Me, Rob, reminding you that only you can prevent forest fires. And as always... Don't do anything I wouldn't do. You'll find it's a pretty short list. Say goodbye, no one that I live with because I'm alone. Stay safe, Aaron. See you next week, guys.